Salam Nerds is brought to you by HalalShirts.com, where you can find fun novelty gifts for your Muslim friends. While you're at it, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to our channel. Oh, yo, wow. yo, yo, Salam Nerds! I got a commercial. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Yeah, that was awesome. I made a little, little intro for us. Yeah, speaking of Halal Shirts, um, gotta represent. So <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. It's not a Halal shirt, but I wore my Miss Marvel shirt for you. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. So, guys, I would like to apologize. I didn't start with the yo, yo, yo. I am actually in Dallas, Texas for a wedding. So, I am uh, filming from, I don't have my equipment, I don't have my lighting. So, please excuse us. And I didn't give Jazz a nickname this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What would you give me a nickname as, though? Like, might as well just like, you know what? Let's, you know what? Let's do it. Let's restart it. Let's start. Let's start over again. Okay. Ready? Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy Neves, aka Watchbit Neves, and I'm here with my co-host Jazz, aka Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I actually get that one because I watched this. So nice. <laughs> I am in Texas, so I had like when in Texas. Why not, right? Why not? Mm-hmm. So yes, this is awesome. Go down so- the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, I, I don't how know that one. How, how is anyone supposed to know that? Yeah. So that's a little <laughs> trick you can do to figure out if someone's Texan. If you ah. like go anywhere in the world and say the phrase, the stars and night are big and bright. Like we're like seals, right? Just trained to just on cue. Like. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like Navy seals. You mean like actual seals. Yeah, it's like actual seals. Like, like right on cue, we will all do it. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Well, listen, we have to first introduce our guest. We have um, Shiv. She is a TikTok creator who I met when I was doing the Miss Marvel stuff. She is an amazing photographer. Like, everybody go check her photography out. It's amazing. I want to get married just so she can shoot my wedding. That's how amazing she is. It's oh, damn. fantastic. Yeah. Please don't tell Shoot. your parents about me because that's way too much motivation for them to, for you to get married. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's true. I don't need that. I don't yeah. need that. <laughs> no, yeah, welcome. Shiv, uh, welcome. Tell us where can we find you? Yeah, so my all my photography stuff on Instagram is chivalry underscore ink. I've been shooting oh, for about a chivalry. decade. I just got that. Chivalry. Chivalry. Bro, I'm an idiot. That's really embarrassing for you. Um, <laughs> um, and then on TikTok, I'm Shiv, period, A-L-R-Y. Same pun, just a little bit of a abbreviation so that you understand my name is Shiv. Nice, nice. Well, thank you. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you do on TikTok. Yeah, so uh, I focus a lot on South Asian representation because I didn't really see a lot of people focusing on that niche when it comes to like film and TV. Um, And then I obviously came across a bunch of people once I started, which was really, really awesome to like kind of create this little brown community. Um, I'm very proud to be a part of that because First of all, I think all South Asians like like to congregate in groups. So it's like makes me feel really comforted that we have this little, you know, niche. Um, For sure. But there's just also this year seems to be like brown year. Like 2022 oh, yeah. is really doing yes. it up for the brown people. Oh yeah. Um, it is the year of the brown people, man. <laughs> and it, there's so much to talk about. So that's kind of why I started because I used to just like write little Instagram write-ups of like my feelings on shows and, and movies. And then people were like, oh, you should start on TikTok. And I was like, you know what? fine, I'll do it. Um, and it was just really nerve wracking because I didn't see anyone that looked like me talking about stuff like this. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, but now I feel like I've got like a really good groove and um, trying to build a community and trying to build like a following where people understand um, why representation is important uh, because it's a big deal to me. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I, I, I luckily, I feel like we, so many people have found each other through Miss Marvel because Miss Marvel was like our one time and to shine and be like, Hey guys, move out the way, move out the way. We got this. We got this. <laughs> and we got to like meet each other and learn about each other, which was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, but today's episode is going to be about Indian matchmaking. And we already did the first, what? I was laughing. We're going from Miss Marvel, this glorious show, and then we're like, but today right, we're going to Indian matchmaking. I know, I know. It's, it's like, 180. It was like, this is our culture. Now it's like, this is our culture. Miss <laughs> Marvel, a love story to South Asia. And we're going to switch right to a show I have to hate to watch to watch because yes. I cannot watch this. Like, I hate it's it. like a horror story to South Asia, right? <laughs> Oh, man. So we went over the first four episodes, and I think the, from five to eight, what we do is we start off on Arshneel. Arshneel is going on his date, and honestly, he is the most wholesome guy. I love him. Uh, Shiv, tell us a little bit about what you think of Arshneel. I think it's, first of all, great to see a, a sick Punjabi guy on the show, because I feel like the show so far has not given us that. And then I think last season there was a Punjabi girl who was divorced, which was also a really interesting storyline um, to follow. Um, and you kind of hear a little bit about the Punjabi community mentality behind marriage with her and how she kind of like was outcast because she's divorced. Um, just an update for people that know she's she's married now, which is awesome. Hey. Um, but yeah, Arshneel's whole story and... I think his approach to it is what makes him so wholesome, right? I feel like the other people that we see, <laughs> no shade. I don't want to throw shade to these people because, like, I understand how hard it is to be in this dating pool. Like, it must be terrible, you know? No no throwing shade, but maybe a little a nudging. Maybe a little <laughs> nudging shade. <laughs> um, I just, he and he's also just so um, open about it. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of people have the lists and they're very, very, like, stuck to those lists. But he seemed yeah. to have, like, just a little bit less on his, you know? And he was like, I'm okay to compromise. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I think he, first of all, makes for great TV. Uh, but also, it's just really nice because he does, again, bring this, like, slight bit of representation to him of, like, hey, I'm a sick, I wear a turban, I want you guys to feel comforted mm -hmm. by my presence. Which is important, especially in reality TV where we, like, literally never seen a sick turban character, you know? Like... So um, I think that's why he is important and also so wholesome. I, I, I love how wholesome he is. And, and you're right. His list was very fluid, right? It's like a lot of these people had like lists and they were very like strict on it, right? It was concrete where his list was a little bit more fluid. And I feel like that's how it's got to be. You can have these like, you know, uh, deal breakers or things that you want, but they're more like guidelines. They shouldn't be like rules, which I thought was really, really cool. So he got to go on two dates. Uh, the first one was with a girl named Anjali, and they went mini golfing. Have you guys ever been mini golfing on a, on a date? I thought that was a cute date. On a date? Yeah. No, I've never no? been mini golfing on a date, unfortunately. Like I, yeah, it's a really cute date idea, but here's the issue, right? We have top golf, so like I'm just like, it's not exactly mini golf, but like yeah, yeah. right. So it's a little different, but I've never done mini golf itself. I think that mini golf is like a, a maybe like teens to twenties, late twenties activity, and then oh. top golf. Is like 
fair, fair. level, you know, like <laughs> the, 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 uh, you graduate to top golf. Um, I have mini golf, not on a date, but just like with friends. So right, I, yeah. it's like the go-kart thing too, from the first one of the first four episodes, I think like just seems a little bit too immature, you know, like we gotta be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold up. Go-karting's immature for a first date? <laughs> yeah, because you can't talk. Like, I mean, it's good that it's competitive. I, I think that, like, competitive sports are a great way to get to know someone, for sure. But, like, you can't talk when you're in a go-kart. This person's, like, there. way ahead of you, way behind you, you know? Like, where does the discussion happen? Especially these people are, like, about to be married, you know? Like, they're trying to get married ASAP. So, like, I feel like the conversation's got to go, you know? Completely that, fair. Yeah, no. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm being stupid. That makes <laughs> Sometimes you gotta get the adrenaline pumping, man. Maybe like like you get the adrenaline pumping, and then you go and have dinner, and then like have lunch or something and meet, right? So I think, yeah. I think yeah, it could work. It could well, work. then why not just go skydiving on a first date? <laughs> really get the adrenaline pumping. <laughs> I would, I would, I, I would. I, th- that's something that I would totally do. You guys know me. I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Like, let's go. That's Ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in needs, <laughs> at Watch with Needs on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> That's the first thing on Needs' list. Must skydive on first date. Like, or else. That's it. Or else. Yeah. <laughs> um, hard requirements. Or yeah. else. <laughs> uh, and then he went on another date with the girl Rinku, and they went ice skating, which was also very cute. What do you that guys think cute. of that one? See, that was cute because you can talk, and there's, like, room for, like, you know, physical touch, too. So I feel like there's, like, that's a good activity-based date, right? And it's cold. Like, you can cuddle up with people like i don't know i just um I, it also matches his personality though you know like i just feel like it was very him see but with a mini golf like what are you gonna teach her how to mini golf like the thing is like the target's like two feet away if anything like yeah cool, you know true, true. Uh, let me tell you something though <laughs> as someone who can't ice skate the first time on ice skating was horrible <laughs> 90% of the time, I'm on my ass. Just like, you know, like falling over, like and going she over things. What? This girl was falling like left and right. <laughs> yeah. She but, was a champ. She she took she took those falls like a champ. Mm-hmm. But like this thing, like, I don't know if I'd ever do that again, but you know, good for them. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's move on to uh, Shithal. Shithal, uh, she was, uh, you know, she did a lot of dating in her heyday. She went on dates all the time. Uh, there was a guy who was very consistent. She didn't appreciate consistency. I kind of felt like he was the one that got away. I mean, the way she was describing him. What do you guys think? Yes and no, because she, like, found this awesome guy, you know. Um, spoiler, I, I mean, it's a spoil. It's, it's a spoil. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and spoil um, everything. There's <laughs> no point in saying spoiler warning here. We're on this episode's titled In Matchmaking, Episodes 5 through 8. So yeah, you, yeah. Know, go you ahead. haven't watched it yet. I don't know what you're doing. First of right, all, but yeah, um, no, like leave if you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that with with Sheetal, like she started posting a lot on TikTok, um, as all of these other peeps have also started doing, and she's like really big on manifestation. So she was talking, I think, a little bit about it on the show, but um, on TikTok, she's like hardcore about like you know. I really manifested this for myself kind of thing. Um, mm. so, you know what? I'm, I'm happy for her. I think that um, I thought it was a joke that that guy like danced for uh, to like, cure patients. Yeah. But that's the like, reality. Like that's what he, I mean, it's probably not exactly all he does. I'm sure he's an actual practicing physician, but like yeah. <laughs> on the side, he like dances for cure. And that's pretty awesome. I, I really, 
I really, really liked her. I think she's really, really cool. Um, it's just very convenient the way it ended. I was like, almost like, okay, if I was a very cynical, I'm not saying what happened. I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm saying if I was a very cynical person, I would think maybe they were already in a relationship. She went on the show for a little exposure, dated a few guys, knew it wouldn't work out. And then was like, by the way, I met somebody. And then they put him on TV. Like you didn't even meet him through the process and they put your entire date on TV. That's weird, bro. I'm just saying not, it's a little not, weird. Not just that, right? They, or she met this dude through her sister, right? This yeah. did not just happen organically if they were like filming in some other city or anything. Like this had to have happened earlier. I do not believe one <laughs> bit that she didn't know this guy before they started recording the show. Oh. Listen, listen. We don't allegedly, allegedly. We don't know. We don't know. We're, we're not. Oh yeah, we, we gotta cover our ass here. Allegedly. First of all, both of y'all watch way too much Bachelor because you're acting like producers, like with this producer mentality of like, no, it can never be actually reality. Like that's. Dibs, what fair. have you done to me? Fair, fair. It, 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 you know what? You're totally right. It might be the whole like me watching too much of the Bachelor and knowing how these producers work, but I don't know, man. It's a little convenient. Yeah. Even, you know. I, I don't I know just, what to I'm tell you guys. I'm happy to see a happy ending because oh, yeah. last season, get, yeah. Yeah. she had a 0% success rate. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think she has that good of a success rate in this season either. I think people found others like outside of- She still has zero. Yeah. She still has zero. So, <laughs> so I feel like in order to make the show at least a little bit entertaining and also like, like round it out for viewers, they kind of like have to show, maybe it was a, a mm. pretty max situation for her, but like, I think they have to show someone ending up together you know like yeah, uh, but i don't know i have been right. happy for her no, 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 I agree. Of the she, her list was long it she was had a long it. list like you're telling me she found this one person magically like this long list like every other person on the show cannot find somebody with a long ass list and this girl just magically found it okay sure <laughs> Maybe she manifested it. How do we know, Jazz? Maybe she manifested it. <laughs> yeah, manifested it because she knew it was going to be there the whole time. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> we don't know. All right? I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. I do want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'll bring her on the show and we can ask her. <laughs> you know what? Let's ask her, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she's right here from Jersey. So, like, yo. Hey, man. I mean, but yeah. now she's in Miami, though, you know? She's with her man. That's true. Oh, that is true. That is Homeboy true. was willing to move to Miami for her. That's right. Let's talk about the people that she went on dates with because she went on quite a few dates. She went on a date with that guy, um, uh, let's see, uh, Akshay. She went on a date with Akshay. Um, he seemed really cool. He was in rock climbing. He was in good shape. He seemed like a pretty cool dude. Uh, then she went on Viral, who went on the date with the other guy, Viral, uh, the other girl, Viral. Mm -hmm. And, yo, her, that date was so awkward. But he just kept making jokes and jokes and jokes. And even Simonti was like, enough with the jokes. <laughs> you know, what do you I, think? I appreciate that though i think first of all i'm obviously not a fantasy monty because she'd be she'd be wilding all right but like specifically <laughs> about the jokes thing like i like funny men i think a lot of girls appreciate funny men i think that this man was making jokes because he was uncomfortable which yeah. is why he was like trying to be like hey relax um but i think what was more awkward was their date at a furniture store like that's like yeah yeah being like hey let's do this Let's talk about life and marriage and kids, you know, like while we're yeah, but that at wasn't with Shittle. Sh 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 that was with uh, Viral and Viral. Oh, that was with Viral. Oh, but it's the same guy though, right? Same guy. Yes. Same guy. Same yeah. guy. But he um, met her parents, and that's why he was making the uncomfortable jokes. He was having a better connection with Sham, her, her like brother-in-law, <laughs> than she was with the girl. 
You're not yeah. wrong. Which once that again, wild. I'd be like, okay, you can get along with my family, even when I'm not there. Kind of like what it to me was a plus. So like, I think that she phys- she wasn't physically attracted to him, and that's kind of where it stopped for her, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe it. Yeah, I don't think the funny thing was a bad thing necessarily. I don't know. I don't think it was a bad thing either because I'm like that too. I joke all the time, but it just felt very uncomfortable. (laughs) See, that might be a cultural difference too, right? Like, I don't, maybe the the whole SEMA not understanding that making jokes, making light of a situation to feel more comfortable is like a, maybe a a cultural difference that she just doesn't get. And like silencing him was just like, now he can't be himself. So he's going to be this like fake ass dude, you know, like, so that's true. What about Avinish? Avinish, who she went on a date with, um, and he was like really tall and Aparna's think... cousin. Aparna's cousin, yeah. Yeah, he's Aparna's cousin. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting, huh? Interesting how these people get on the show. Weird. <laughs> Almost is if you have money and you can go on the show, huh? Weird. Or is if you she... know somebody. <laughs> is he a client of Seema's? Okay. I so why would, she is a paid client of Seema Auntie as well. Why would he be a paid client of Seema Auntie if he's Aparna's cousin and Aparna hates Seema Auntie, right? Like she, she won't work with her. They weren't even on screen together this season. Yeah, that's okay, well, very suspicious. I, I, I don't understand. The, there's no logic, right, though, because, like, obviously Aparna did not <laughs> find a match. So, like, you would think that the parents would be like, hmm, didn't work out. So maybe she's not a great matchmaker, but um, who knows? Uh, I did I think know, he, was he has like that southern charm on yeah. the date. Like there was a lot of really cute moments. I felt like, um, and then it went to the Zoom date, and then I feel like it tanked. Like, and like yeah. this is why I'm so glad I'm not dating in this current age because like I could not do a Zoom date. Like I would just be my attention span would just be like, gotta go do something else right now. Like I can barely <laughs> do a Zoom podcast, man. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to be. I'm like out of it, man. I need to be in my home with my microphone and like, it's like, oh, weird. My internet's so waggly. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. But like, it, it's hard to do one of those Zoom dates. I've never done a Zoom date. It's uh, strange to me. That's amazing. Y'all didn't do a Zoom date at all during COVID? No, man. I was just like, I'm just going to be single and depressed. I rather. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is much easier than going on Zoom and talking to someone and eating food. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Depression is way easier than going on Zoom and trying to make people think you're interesting. <laughs> um, luckily, I didn't have to do any uh, type of online dating or Zoom dating because I am married and I've been dating my husband for a long time. But like, uh, that's why I'm saying like I w- I'm just not cut out for this life, you know? Like I'm not cut out for online dating at, at all. I don't think so. It's, mm. awesome. it's rough but- out here. I'll tell you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, let's go back to the show because I do feel like this season felt a little opportuni- opportunistic. I don't know, is that a word? Like very like, I feel like people people didn't have the right motives, right? Like I think Nadia let it slip because when she was talking to Simanti, she's like, Simanti, you're going to find me a boyfriend? Simanti got so pissed. She was like, are you serious? Are you serious? A boyfriend? Like, oh, come on, Nadia. Like, come on. What? Like, (laughs) I thought that was interesting. But but with Nadia too, it's like, I I do, I want, see, but is that a cultural difference again? Because... Yes, technically, you know, all all of us at some point first are looking for a boyfriend or girlfriend first, and then it goes to marriage, right? Seema's whole thing is success equals marriage, but I do think that, like, a match would also equal success, but she hasn't even given us that at this point, you know? <laughs> uh, I think she was just genuinely frustrated because Nadia was not listening to her about Vishal, and then that just, like, completely tanked on her and, like, you know. I don't so. know, man. 
I don't know. I felt like it was a Freudian slip. I felt like she, she, she does, she does, she's not ready to get married or she doesn't want to get married. I don't know, man. I think she's just looking for a boyfriend. Oh, no. Oh, like, no. Like, if she's looking for a boyfriend, does that mean that she's not eventually maybe going to marry this man? Like, maybe she's looking for a long-term relationship and that's okay right now, you know? I don't think that's the point of the show. I think the show is for arranged marriages, man. They're arranging this stuff and, like, you're meeting for the point to get married. I think that's what it is, man. I think that's the goal. The goal is for a marriage. And if the goal is to have a boyfriend, then that's not really, I don't know, the spirit of what I think the show is. Yeah, go on The Bachelor for that. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I have a theory that I want Nadia to be the next Bachelorette. First of all, open the mansion ASAP. But I also think she needs to date outside of her race. I think that that would, like, maybe, brought, like, her broadening her horizons maybe will, like, mix it up for her a little bit and maybe she can actually figure out what she wants um but on top of that uh the the only success then if we're considering someone on this show getting matched and married is fraud demon <laughs> and that is no but he, he, he did he did not he did not get matched with that girl he found her himself she, exactly he met her at a party. like this lady is a fraud <laughs> i just don't yes. know why she has a show yes this lady <laughs> is a fraud she charges thousands of dollars that's wild to me and she doesn't have a single success rate on television like that's yeah. wild and i and it then it just makes me wonder like does she have some type of stats you know where these these parents obviously are dropping all this cash for their kids she has to have matches dude like maybe just ones we don't see on tv but like there's gotta be matches i mean allegedly <laughs> she has like a few thousand clients and therefore you'd expect maybe half percent of them to be successful yeah uh, but like <laughs> the odds are not in your favor at that point <laughs> yes is it 60 70 is that the percentage that's successful so that's the ratio. <laughs> <laughs> nice. here's 60 70 he's like that's a c and i'm like that's exactly what i thought <laughs> like first of all below average absolutely not we're not doing that yeah yeah all right we have one more guy to talk about um bish vinish he's he was a tall guy who said he was athletic and he was looking for a very athletic girl and then he goes on this date with this chick and um he wasn't very happy then he goes on a date with a girl who was more i would say had more european standard of beauty and he was super <laughs> into her, even though she gave him nothing she gave him nothing on that date, and he was head over heels for her and then she turned him down so what do you guys think about that day she have, why don't you go I was actually going to ask from a male perspective, what did you think between the two different dates? Because as a female, it's obviously infuriating to watch that. Um, because I I think Mossum, out of every single person on this show that has been on it, whoever they're dating or the main like clients, she was one of my favorites. She mm -hmm. felt like the, the only first person that was on the show that like felt ready to be in a relationship, ready for the commitment, had like a lot of things going for her, was like really well-rounded. And like, what a champ for going on a double date with like someone's sister or like sister-in-law, like what in the, absolutely not, first of all, but like what a champ for doing that. And then also just like passing with flying colors on that date, like yeah. every single person, except obviously this guy with like ridiculous standards. Um, and then the other girl was like, <laughs> I don't want to say that she was a 10 and this guy's a five or like anything like that, but like it was giving me those types of vibes, you know, like where they're clearly not on the same level and like, that was that to me seemed like a SEMA mismatch, you know, like she just did not read those two biodatas right. It's like uh, one match is the type of like range he 
is in and the other is the type of range he thinks he's in <laughs> this is kind of what i feel right um i thought that was interesting, but, but like i don't know how he could have gone on that date and thought it went well because it was cringe it was he's from cringe. miami what'd you expect <laughs> he thinks he's funny see this is a difference between like actual funny and like you think you're funny you know like he, he thinks he's funny and he really- thinks he thinks he's athletic and thinks he has good fashion sense and i have not seen evidence of any of neither that. have i <laughs> Here's what I think actually happened. I Where's think, the evidence? Oh boy, yeah. Where's the evidence? Where's She-Hulk? <laughs> we need the evidence. We're going to get to that. <laughs> That's our next podcast episode for those listening. Uh, we will be talking about She-Hulk a bit later. But um, what I think really happened here is that Vinesh can afford to live in Miami, right? Maybe mm-hmm. he has some money. And if you give Seema Auntie enough money, she'll set you up with someone way out of your league. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I didn't even think about that. Like, are there tiers to her her master? I think package? so. You get a different package, the ultimate package. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how else do you explain this? Like, the, uh, oh my god, what's her name? The nurse. Uh, crap, what was her name? I mean, hell, both Mossum and Mina, they were both amazing. And like, this dude did not deserve either of them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I pretty sure like he paid her more just to set this up, or they're doing it just for like the ratings. Like this should not have happened. Yeah, it reminded me of one of the guys last season that like found someone, but then it, that was like kind of nerdy like him, but then it didn't work out. And I just feel like I, I'm kind of glad that it didn't work out with Mossum because like you know she's better. She's just way she better. Way better. But um, I do think that they like had a lot of compatibility and like chemistry from that date. And then it just feel like he just didn't even want to give it a chance, you know, like that's the other things that these people give him like one date and that's it, you know, and that doesn't seem like reality either. I think the whole point of like progressive arranged marriage is that we get to do multiple dates because that's what our parents didn't get to do. So like, shouldn't that be the case? Like give him a chance and we'll see what happens, you know, like, I don't know. You know, what? you're right. I mean, I do not think that this one date you're done, like, especially on a show like this this should not be the standard or like the way they do this. Like you can't, you don't know somebody even like up until about a year into a relationship, right? Like for some people, you really do not know people. And even after, like I've known, you know, unfortunately some cases where, you know, they dated, got married and later on they found out the real truth and they've been dating for years, but like you can't figure somebody out on just one date. And I don't know why even in the show when these guys are like, Oh, one date we're done. Like I think they're doing a disservice, not only to themselves, to the girls, but also to the show. Like, the show's tanking because of this structure, and I don't like it. But is it tanking? Because did you know that this show is nominated for an Emmy? What? <laughs> I'm not even shitting. Like, this is real a real talk right now. I found this out yesterday, and I, I don't think I've been able to think straight since. Because I'm like, whose fault is this? Like, whose fault is this for nominating okay. this show okay. for let me, let me Let me play devil's advocate here, because if it's nominated for an uh, Emmy... It does have good production value. Like if you look at the scenes that they show, the the background scenes, the drone footage, the the aesthetics, it's actually really well put together. Um, so I I don't think if that's what they're going on, if like the way the show is put together, instead of like the quality of like because the contestants and the candidates, I don't think that makes a good show. Yeah. I think it's the quality of like the production that makes it a good show. And honestly. Like there's some really good aesthetics to this show. I I am not gonna lie. I have to. I will factor that in. Yeah, 
I also think that like the 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 couples interviews of like real life couples that are together that's the best part, that's the best part. and yeah. I do think that that adds to like the documentary react like that it's like a mixed genre of like documentary reality TV that like makes it a little bit more like realistic for people watching that are not brown, right? Like mm -hmm. imagine you don't have this lived experience of being brown watching this show and you have the only notion of arranged marriage being like these two people met today and they got married, you know? Like imagine that kind of naivete, like going into a show like this and being like, okay, you know, <laughs> this is different. This is different mm -hmm. than what I expected, you know? Yeah. Well, I did look it up. Uh, the Emmy is an outstanding unstructured reality program. So apparently it's not structured at all. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> also, also, going back to the beginning where you have the couples uh, basically like answer questions, you know that's a ripoff from Del Topago Head. Del Topago yes. Head does that in the beginning of the movie. And mm -hmm. like th that's really where they got that from. Yeah, totally. Nah, the show. Am I surprised that they ripped off Bollywood? Absolutely not. <laughs> it seems very on brand for them. But um, I know that they do have like a music producer specifically for the show too. Like I, I do agree the production value is great. Um, and that some of the characters are, are reality TV worthy and are entertaining. But like Emmy, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here, uh, these Emmys, the way they work is these people campaign for any, uh, these Emmys. A lot of money goes into it. And what happens is like Netflix kind of like pull strings and they spent a lot of money campaigning for these like nominations and then campaigning for them to win. So it's maybe just political, man. Netflix wants to get more subscribers and they want to push their reality TV content because their scripted content is not doing well. And yeah. Love is Blind is doing good. The Island one, whatever it was, is doing really good. And then Indian Matchmaking is doing really good. And I think that's where they want to focus because making these shows is very cheap. You don't pay any of the people on it producers don't make any money uh and then you pocket everything and you can basically promote it as much as you want uh and get as many commercials as you want um it, it makes sense they want to push for it is that why wb <laughs> is doing their bullshit and getting rid of hbo max and going discovery and going reality tv only yeah because they have money play no, they actually have one of the biggest uh, reality shows, which is 90 Day Fiance. That's owned by Discovery, and that makes them so much money. They're, they're constantly going viral with their clips. It's like free promotion for Discovery, and it's free, like, ads. Shit. The fuck dickens. <laughs> so I agree. I, I, I agree with Shiv. Like, this is not being Emmy-worthy thing. You're right. It's probably all political. And But then what's the point of an Emmy? Like, ugh. I hate this. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask questions, but I'm. Just yes. You can. You can do whatever you like. We're unscripted. I... We're like an <laughs> Emmy one day. Okay. Structured reality show. Um, well, do they have Emmys for podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> um, what What do you feel about like? How does the show make you feel being brown? And like the concept of arranged marriages, like how does that make you feel after knowing people's knowledge of arranged marriages, like? Do you feel like you have to explain yourself more, less? Like, do you feel represented so, by this? What What I like about it is that people have this sense that arranged marriages are the same as forced marriages, right? And this show is doing a good job deconstructing that concept and that narrative that people have with it, right? So I do like that part. Um, but they, the way they treat it like a resume 
And like that stuff, that's the negative, right? So it's good and bad. And I do like the fact, because whenever someone hears arranged marriage, they're like, oh, somebody forced you into this, right? Or like a child bride or something like that. And that's not the case. And, and now people are saying, oh, this is what an arranged marriage looks like. Okay, we get it. Yeah. Jazz, what about you? So this show, um, there is good, there is bad. There's a very, very little good though. Like, Urshniel is the good on this show, and I'm glad we can showcase stories like his, right? But at the end of the day, it's a reality TV show. People want the views. Like, I hate watching this show, right? I, I'm not exactly enjoying the show. I hate watching it because I'm just like, yes, I'm angry. I need to watch more just so I can bitch about it more, right? That's why I'm watching this show. I do it on this podcast. Like, I'm just bitching about it. It's not like a great show I'm like, you know, head over heels for. I'm like, oh, you have to watch it. Like, no, I'm watching it just to talk about it. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people are doing for the show, too. Um, do I think it's good in, like, for us, for representation? You know, when you talked about good representation versus a responsible representation? Yeah. This is unfortunately good representation. <laughs> yeah, and... Like I said, it's it's accurate, but I don't like it, and it's going right. to face our worst sides. And some people may actually say use this, and you know promote more stereotypes about us. So, but here's the thing, right? Like I, when I saw this the first season, I was like, good, expose this, right? There's colorism in our culture. There's people who won't date people who are Guyanese. There's like all this stuff. Right? Expose it all, right? And then you get to season two, nobody learned anything from it. No, exactly. It's, it's, that's the problem. Yeah, including Seema. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> including Seema. Yeah. 100% yeah. including Seema. <laughs> Nobody's learning from the show. The show is another missed opportunity for yeah. what could be a good show, what could be responsible representation, what could be a show to help people. But no, it's yeah. just more trashy on the TV. So I think in two ways it, it works for me. Um, one, is, one is good representation, one is bad. The good part, I think, is that like, for brown people that are in the dating pool right now, I think that this kind of like, in a sense, normalizes for other races that are on apps that are looking to date other people. Because I've heard a lot of like really sad stories about brown people being overlooked on apps or obviously like facing a lot of like stereotypical situations um, or people not even giving them a chance. So I think that in some sense, the show does a good job of that. But unfortunately, it is obviously only within our own race of people. Mm -hmm. So then it also makes it seem like we're just trying to like breed with our own peeps and like that's it. And there's no like looking beyond that scope, you know. Um, and then I think that the, the worst part about it is what you mentioned, Neves, is like all the colorism and casteism, um, really exposing a lot of what South Asian like community just thrives off of. And the mm -hmm. fact that none of the clients speak up against it, like they're all they all seem to be complicit with the yes. fact that she's doing all of these things um, or she has these like this whole clientele based off of these really like backwards ass notions that you have to be X height, earn this or have this type of job title um, and obviously look fair, et cetera, et cetera, you know? And like, that to me is the sad part about it because it really does feel like then we have not progressed um, as yeah. a society, like, and that's just not great representation for us because I that's do- a, like, Another thing I don't like about this season specifically is that they shied away from all of that, yeah. right? Like this part is hidden in this season, colorism, like all the, everything you mentioned, right? It's all hidden in this season. And that's even worse, if you ask me. Because yeah. at least like what, what Neves was saying, you know, I'm glad he was exposed. They were exposing it, right? We don't even have that anymore. 
Now it's like, oh, that problem's like, you know, under the, swept under the rug. And that's a different issue. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I am curious about how season three is going to go because the people in the UK definitely have a different culture than we have here. And I am very, very curious to see how that's going to go. What do you guys think about season three? I can't believe that there is a season three, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> that cliffhanger, I was like, you're kidding me right now. This is continuing, but... Um... Go back to that production value. That was such a good way to end that scene. Like she just casually, um, what you call it, walking over Tower Bridge. I was like, this is why they got a nominated for an Emmy. That was good production. That was that was slick. Don't don't encourage this. But I, I, um, I am, I agree. I'm excited to see what like differentiates between the cultures, um, and if it's just going to stay in UK because this one flipped between India and America, right? So like, um, you know, I, personally, if we're asking about like a wish list, I just want to see some Muslim people on the show. I think that would be great. I don't yeah, know why yeah. there hasn't been a single Muslim person. Be careful here. with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do think that it's because Seema is Hindu that she maybe like doesn't want to go further and like explore because she maybe doesn't want to be blamed for like mismatching people or that she just doesn't have the database of people for that but i mean arshneel is sick um and like i would also want to see maybe like christian people because there's obviously like, yeah. a christian population in india too um a lot of south indians are christian so uh to me i just want it to be like broader because if we are going to like count this as representation then like let's get a full whole picture of what it's like to be brown um on screen so yeah. i have some bad news about that oh god um <laughs> here's why i don't think that's gonna happen there's a show called jewish matchmaking on netflix or it's gonna come out uh there's gonna be a show about muslim matchmaking which uh you know our you know homeboy <laughs> needs here may or may not be on there if it comes through so uh Right. That's the issue with it. It's like, I think they're all going to segment it and it's not going to work out well, especially for a country as large and as diverse as India. And again, it's another disservice I think Netflix is doing here. Well, here's what I think, right? It's a money-making scheme, right? Why have it all in one show when you can split up three shows for each religion and make more money that way, right? It it's, makes more sense. You get double the ads, you get double the people on the show, you get double the production value, and you can keep it separate. And like, it's about money. And if I was if I was there just to make money, I would separate it into separate shows and then let people just like watch the shows that they they want to watch. Yeah, you I think heard so. it here first. Racism <laughs> and yeah, segregation that's, yeah, is that's profitable. Is that segregation? It, <laughs> it is segregation. Like it is. It's totally. And I think that also coming from someone that's in an interracial relationship, like I, I have like a very different perspective of the world. So like already this show to me is segregating brown people together and like not even looking at the entire world. So that pisses me off in and of its own. But then we already have problems between all these different religions within India. Right. And like now yeah. it just it's like, well, so we can't interact with one another. Like it is perpetuating this ridiculous stereotype, right? Like it's just reinforcing it. And like, that's what makes me really upset mm-hmm. uh, watching stuff like this. And like, why seeing Arshneel is such a cool thing because, you know, even between Hindus and I mean, I see it all the time as a wedding photographer, like when different religions get married to each other, when different people of ethnicities and backgrounds get married, like, it isn't that big of a deal, like the way that people make it seem. And like, mm. it is just so beautiful to witness that I wish more people had 
that ex that like lived experience that I have. Like it's it's really hard to like connotate to people, but like man, that's very true. I'm actually here right now for a half Pakistani, half Iraqi wedding, so it's actually very cool. And now we're doing stuff like we're having Iraqi food and we're doing all their culture and stuff. So it's really cool. So let's end this episode on a good note because that that's going to be really really difficult. For this, episode. <laughs> <laughs> this whole show is so problematic. <laughs> yes, but well, yes, yay multiculturalism. Yes, keep fighting yes. for it. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for coming on our show. One more time, tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at chivalry underscore inc and on TikTok at shiv period a l r y. Oh wow, that's a cool little thing that you did there, Jazz. That's awesome. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm getting good. I'm getting good at this. All right, cool. Well, that's all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in for our next episode, which will be about She-Hulk.